Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. Hello and happy Friday. It's the 3rd of November and thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Now we start with a look at how the county's coping with the fallout of Storm Kieran. Strong winds and heavy downpours brought major disruption yesterday and even though the weather's better today, there are still some concerns. Flood alerts remain in force as river levels are high and there's another weather warning for rain between 3pm and midnight tomorrow, which could cause further problems. There's also a backlog of lorries waiting to cross the channel as no ferries were running for several hours yesterday. Kate's been speaking to Toby Howe from KCC Highways who's been giving us an update on the situation for drivers. Yesterday we had crews out and about the county all day prioritising the A and B roads. So today and probably tomorrow and probably into Sunday they'll be then looking at the the rest of the county's roads. We have eight and a half thousand kilometres of roads in the county so an awful lot to get through and inspect. So there will be fallen trees still blocking a number of those rural roads at the moment. Are you able to give me an idea of the number of incidents, the the size of the backlog that you've got to work through? No, I mean, a lot of it's still an unknown. But what I can tell you is, for example, overnight, Wednesday night into Thursday, our contact centre had a 500% number of calls over and above what they expect at that time of year. So incredibly busy those calls have then gone through and and we've got sort of doubled up our crews etc so it's very busy out there and I suppose for a lot of people this morning obviously the the sun's shining the the winds have absolutely died down a lot of people might be thinking that great it's business as normal they can get back out on the roads uh that's just not in the case there are still some dangerous spots there will be and like I say in particular those minor roads um there will still be branches hanging dangerously there'll still be trees blocking some roads we'll still have quite a few roads closed in particular sort of across um sort of Folkestone Dover and Thanet which got the bad, most hit so yeah while it's blue sky and sunshine everyone thinks great we can get out again but people still do need to take care still need to be safe out there I think we've still got some flood alerts in place so again would you just reiterate to people just don't drive through the flood water if you do come across it that's it. There are, I mean, a lot of the rivers really got close to sort of flooding um, throughout the county. Environment Agency were working very hard to control those where possible. At the moment, they'll start going down again a little bit, but we're expecting more heavy rains. So there will be flooding. And likewise, if there is a road closed due to flooding, please do not try and drive through. We've frequently seen um, instances where people get trapped, etc., thinking they can get through. So again, be safe, please. Now, I know certainly from our point of view yesterday, it seemed that incidents, major incidents, were getting cleared up pretty quickly yesterday. As soon as we were getting reports of a tree down somewhere, the cruise was there, the road was clear. Um, are you happy with the level of preparation that went into everything before the storm hit? Yeah, I mean, we're really fortunate now that we do get a lot of advanced information from the Met Office and from other partners. So a lot of planning goes into this. We knew that it was going to hit overnight, Wednesday night into Thursday. We knew what to expect. Fortunately, Kent was to a degree lucky that it wasn't as bad as it could have been, as we saw in Jersey, for example. But so everything was in place, ready to go, ready to hit the ground running. And yes, we had a lot of heroes and heroines out there dealing with the problems. Um, I wanted to ask you as well about Operation Brock. We saw that was brought in yesterday. Is there any indication when that backlog might be cleared and the and the operation removed? 
It'll certainly still be busy for much of today. I mean, we've still got hundreds of HGVs that couldn't get across the channel yesterday that are still queuing. Um, as you say, we've got what we call Brock Zero. So it's a very basic Brock on the M20 between Maidstone and Ashford with the rest of the traffic diverted down the A20. There are still a couple of hundred HGVs in there. We've also got tap on between Folkestone and Dover and there's sort of about 100, 200 HGVs there. All the ferries are running, all the trains are running through the tunnel. So as soon as we can clear that backlog, then we can get the motorway back to normal again. And just finally, you mentioned before, where is a, there is another warning for some heavy rain. Uh, we're not looking, obviously, the same scale as Kieran, uh, but are you preparing for, for yeah, more flooding, more, more road incidents? Yeah, totally. Um, because like I say, the, the water levels and the ground is totally saturated at the moment. So um, any rain that does come down on the land will then just run onto the road. So we'll have more flooding again. So Sunday, we're expecting some very wet areas. And I think there's more rain possibly next week as well. So whilst the storm has passed, you know, people really do need to take care, allow extra time and drive safely out there. You can find all the latest info on our website and follow our live travel blog for details of delays. Kent Online reports. A former Rochester man who murdered a woman as she walked home in London has had his jail term reduced. Jordan McSweeney attacked law graduate Zara Alina in Ilford last year. He was sentenced to life with a minimum of 38 years, but the Court of Appeal has decided that was too long and changed it to 33 years instead. Six members of a gang who murdered a man during a robbery in Tunbridge Wells have been sent to prison. The victim was fatally stabbed in 2021 when the men broke into a property on Cayley Road to steal cannabis plants. They've all been sentenced to between two and six years in jail. Seven other people involved were also given prison sentences earlier in the year. Security Minister and Kent MP Tom Tugendhat says the government's working tirelessly to get British citizens out of Gaza. Palestinian authorities say 92 UK nationals will be allowed to cross into Egypt today. The Tunbridge and Morling rep's been telling us about what's been going on behind the scenes. There's been an absolutely phenomenal amount of work in making sure that the Egyptian government, the Israeli government and indeed uh, those running uh, Gaza have enabled people to leave because this hasn't been just down to one party but many. The Prime Minister, the Foreign Secretary and I and many others have been on the phone to partners and to make sure that that operation goes as smoothly as possible and we have identified British citizens and we're ready to, to, to make sure that that goes as smoothly as possible. The situation in Gaza at the moment is extremely concerning and that's why the RAF has just flown in some 20 tonnes of aid into Egypt in order to transport it north. And that's why the UK government has put £30 million uh, available to make sure that we're supporting, which, you know, is about a third the amount that the entire EU has put together. So it's a, it's a hell of a package that we're putting together to make sure that we're looking to help those people in Gaza today and help British citizens to leave. I can give this absolute assurance that the UK government, from the Prime Minister, the Foreign Secretary, me, many others, have been absolutely committed to making sure that we look after British citizens as best as we possibly can and we help to get them out of this incredibly dangerous situation. And so we are working tirelessly to make sure that happens. Foreign Office officials on the ground, Border Force officials on the ground, have been absolutely instrumental in making sure that we're able to support families and individuals who need uh, to get out and we will not rest until we have 
uh, protected everybody we can. It comes as the US Secretary of State is in Israel to call for a humanitarian pause in fighting. Kent Online News. A sitting bull man's appeared in court accused of using his neighbour's bank card to order more than £7,000 worth of goods from Amazon. John Contrell told his victim he would buy a lawnmower for him and took his card details before running up the bill over the space of a month. He ordered items including printer ink, fish food, a WWE belt, and bath bombs. Mr Cottrell, who lives in Fallowfield, has been ordered to repay the money he stole, as well as nearly £200 in costs. A man's been charged with breaching a restraining order after armed police were called to Dover. The 30-year-old is accused of contacting a woman he was banned from approaching on Wednesday. He's also been charged with a public order offence against a police officer. Now, this is one of our most read stories today. There's uproar over plans for a new housing estate on farmland next to a Kent animal park. Developers want to build on a site in Littlebourne, right near Howlett's. Kate's been taking a look at the proposals in more detail. Well, developers have unveiled the controversial plans just two years after a much smaller scheme was rejected. That one included 115 properties, but the latest application is for 300. They would be built on 40 acres of farmland on the edge of Littlebourne with an access road onto the A257. Residents have reacted with anger and there have been already more than 200 objections. Campaigners say it would almost double the village's population and cause more traffic in the area. There were also concerns about how sewerage will be dealt with. Gladman Development say they'll be using Garden City principles, providing a central village green, play areas, tree planting, a community orchard and more affordable homes. The proposals will be discussed by planning officers at a later date. Kent Online reports. A woman accused of murdering her 18-month-old son at a caravan near Faversham has started giving evidence in court. Alfie Phillips was found with more than 70 injuries in Herne Hill in 2020. 27-year-old Sean Hedges from Yelverton in Devon has spoken about her drug use. She denies murder along with her boyfriend at the time, who's also on trial. There are concerned students are missing out of hundreds of hours of classroom time due to lane closures in Sittingbourne. The traffic management systems in place for the Grovehurst roundabout project on the A249 and have been slammed as ludicrous. They're due to carry on until January. The head teacher of Sittingbourne School says his students have been left sitting on buses for more than 90 minutes, causing them physical and emotional discomfort. Now, with bonfire night just around the corner, it's been revealed only 14% of us plan to attend a public firework display this year. Cost is said to be a big factor for families, while a number of displays, including the main one in Gravesend, have been cancelled due to funding issues. This may lead to more people having their own celebrations at home. Lauren's been chatting to Tom Edwards from Kent Fire and Rescue to get some advice. We would encourage everyone to uh, attend an organised display if they can, um, as they're well organised and generally much safer Uh, but if people do want to have fireworks at home or indeed bonfire we just really want people to um, have a good time have fun but keep themselves safe and if they do decide to have some at home what sort of safety precautions should they take Okay, so um, with fireworks, um, always follow manufacturer's instructions, uh, which will be printed either on the box and on the individual fireworks as well. Uh, Make sure people are kept at a distance so that they can still obviously see the fireworks, but um, they're they're safe from the fireworks. Uh, Always light fireworks using a taper at arm's length. 
um, and also make sure that um, for sparklers uh, you have a bucket of water or sand nearby so that you can extinguish them and cool them down before disposing of them. And what about bonfires? Is it legal to have a bonfire in your garden? Um, people um, are allowed to have bonfires in their garden. Um, again, we would urge people to do that as safely as possible. So uh, ensure that the bonfire is kept to a reasonable size, isn't too close to any um, overhanging trees, um, other things in the garden, sheds, fences, um, and uh, to, uh, again, keep their distance and uh, make sure that everyone is as safe as possible. And if things do get out of hand with either fireworks, a bonfire or sparklers, what is your advice? What steps should people take? Uh, so in an emergency, um, call 999. And um, if it is uh, related to fire, then um, ask for um, the fire service. Um, if uh, someone um, has been injured, um, then um, request the ambulance service. Elsewhere today, a Whitstable family say they've been plagued by the smell of sewage for three months and left without reliable running water after telecoms workers punctured a pipeline outside their home. Openreach were replacing a telegraph pole outside the property back in August when the ruptured pipe started spewing sewage into the garden. The issue was only fixed earlier this week. Subway have withdrawn plans to launch a new branch in Cliftonville after more than 30 objections. The chain wanted to open in the ground floor of a new development of flats in North Down Road. Residents say they were promised a micropub instead and raised concerns over the smell and parking. And as we mentioned earlier, lots of people will be out for bonfire night this weekend. With a look at all the activities going on across Kent, here's our What's On editor, Sam Laurie. The celebrations never end. We've spent the last few weeks getting ready for Halloween, and just as soon as that's over, we're looking forward to bonfire night. And what a night, or should I say weekend, it's shaping up to be. There are so many spectacular fireworks displays taking place all over the county this weekend, it's hard to choose just one but we've tried to make that job a little bit easier for you and we've got a list of pretty much all of Kent's show-stopping displays up on the What's On website. Whether you're looking for a free display at your local family-friendly pub or a larger-than-life extravaganza at one of Kent's historic landmarks, we've got everything you need to know in our Kent Online Fireworks Guide. And, of course, that's not the only thing going on this weekend. If you need help prepping and planning your Christmas dinner, food writer and social media star Becky XL will be at Waterstones in Bluewater on Saturday to sign copies of her latest book, Gluten-Free Christmas. And the following day, Strictly's Queen of Latin, Shirley Ballas, will be signing copies of her debut crime novel, Murder on the Dance Floor, in the same location. Now, if you're a little confused by the dates, that might be because the Dancing Diva was due to appear in Kent last weekend, but the event was postponed, so she'll be meeting fans this Sunday instead. There were also some great shows at the theatre this weekend that you might want to catch while they're still in town. The stage adaptation of 80s blockbuster Dirty Dancing is still showing at the Marlowe Theatre in Canterbury, and there are one or two tickets left if you want to try and grab them. And next week, Quiz, the coughing major millionaire scandal, comes to the Churchill Theatre in Bromley, so now's the perfect time to book a last-minute ticket. The play, all about the shocking cheating scandal that took place on game show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire more than 20 years ago, opens in Bromley on Monday. So whatever you get up to, whether it's ooing and ahhing at fireworks or heading out to catch a show at your local theatre, I hope you have a brilliant bonfire weekend. Thanks, Sam. Kent Online Sports.
Football and it's our first time hearing from the new Gillingham manager Stephen Clements. He was appointed as first team head coach earlier this week after the shock sacking of Neil Harris last month. He'll be taking charge for their FA Cup game against Hereford tomorrow and he's been telling reporters what it was like to take the team for his first training session yesterday. It was great. It's actually what I've been looking forward to the most. Uh, it seems like it's been a, a long process to actually do that. Um, it's been a hectic couple of weeks for me, uh, but I'm delighted to be here now. That's where I love being on the grass. Uh, Robbie's the same, who I brought with me. Uh, I thought we had a good session this morning. First impression of the group? Well, uh, I've watched a lot of them already, uh, so I've seen pretty much all the games this season, um, and I can see they're a good group. Um, obviously, you need to see them in the flesh. You need to see them close up, and I probably won't really know about them until I get in a dugout and I see them on a, on a match day. Um, I've seen lots of good players on the training ground, but it's, it's replicating on a match day and under that pressure. So, uh, but very good, been very uh, uh, open to anything we put to them today. I can see there was a buzz on the training ground, which you'd expect to be when there's new coaches there. Uh, and they've, they've, been, they've, they've been very, very good. Do you sort of have a few things in mind to say to them? First things, that's sort of first impressions, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I had a chat with them this morning, and um, I said to them one or two things in the meeting room, which um, obviously will, will remain private. But um, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm here to improve things, so uh, I've got to tell them where I think we can do that. Um, and yeah, so we'll, we'll start try and start on that on Saturday. I guess in terms of your first game, you don't have a lot of time to implement those ideas. You, you don't. You don't. But um, Look, how, how, we, how we play going forward uh, isn't going to change rapidly overnight. It's, uh, it'll be a process uh, to go and play uh, uh, the football we want to play. takes time. takes time. So we'll get there, uh, but um, people have to be patient with that. Um, there's a lot of new ideas that will go into the players. And, and uh, as I say, this morning they were receptive. What we need to see is the ideas we've given them working and... And then they'll, they'll grow even further because then we can keep adding more. In terms of your first couple of games, obviously being cup competitions, does that help in terms of, you know, you've got two lots of 90 minutes, say, to, to get a few ideas in there? I think it's, it's good to have a game. I, I've wanted a game for a little while now, so I can't wait to have a game. Um, but um, the, the cup games, yes, it's the FA Cup. I mean, we, we, we can win a couple of games. Obviously, we've got to take care of Hereford. It'd be a very, very tough one win a couple of games, you could go and get a dream tie away at one of the, the big Premier League teams. And, and I'm sure all the players would love to go and take them on. Um, I would. Uh, so, and it'd be great for, the, for, for Gillingham. So that's, what, that's the aim. We'll be putting a strong team out and we'll go and try and win that one. And obviously we'll have to take care of business on Tuesday against Fulham under-21s as well. Where, Again, I, what I will see in the next couple of games, I, I'd like to think I'll see most of the players up close. Um, I, would, I would have thought most of them will play over the next couple of games. Uh, and then before we go into the, the league game the week after. Midfielder Johnny Williams says the appointments really settled the squad and they're looking forward to tomorrow's match. FA Cup, yeah, it's a, it's a great competition. Um, the magic of the FA Cup, you know, we're playing a team a few leagues below, um, but anything can happen. We have to respect Hereford um, and what they've done um, this year and it'll be a tough game. This It's a massive game for them and they'll have a point to prove for sure, um, so we'll have to stand up to that and, and show how good we are. Um, Johnny, uh, over the last few weeks we've heard from some of your teammates who have said that they've kind of 
not really paying attention to much of the rumours and the buzz going around the club. Does it kind of help now as a group that that's that's done, that's over? You've got the, you've got a new man in, and you can carry on going forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, it always helps out the group um, because you're a bit in the unknown. You don't know what is going to happen. We all gave 110% for Keith. Uh, I thought Keith did a great job. It's always hard for an interim manager to come in and step in. Um, but I've been with him at times at Palace where he's done the, the same. He's come in and filled a role, which is difficult. It's not easy. Um, but you've come from the B team to look after the senior players um, and you've got to make uh, strong decisions and you know it's not you can't please everyone as a manager so it is it is difficult um, but I thought he did a great job um, you know we got a couple of great results Swindon away should have got some in Notts County um, and obviously MK Dons uh, it wasn't an easy run that Keith had um, but we could have you know we all wanted to win at Walsall and beat Newport but you just don't know um, but for sure it, it settles, settles us down we've got a manager now that's signed and sealed and we can look forward to Saturday and then Tuesday and it's relentless. So, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, the boys seem happy and content. Kickoff is at three. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.